Would you care to step outside? What are you doing today? Superman. I'm sorry, honey. You are here. The lasso of Hastia compels me to reveal the truth. I'm Batman. Meow. Warning, DC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. All right. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to DC and RMD. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search DC and RMD. I'm Michael Flores, and this is the Superman and Lois edition. Be sure to... Find us on iTunes where you can give us a rating and a review. It does help our show. It triggers algorithms that help others find our show. Okay, in the studio today to help me discuss and break down the latest episode of Superman and Lois is Steve and David. Hello. What's up? What up? All right, so we are a little, a little late with this discussion. Just about By about one week. That's my fault. Um, well, yes and no. Steve, you know, said go ahead and take care of what you got to do. But we decided when we were actually in the studio recording other things, we realized that this is one of those episodes that there was so much going on. It was it's probably <laughs> spoiler alert, probably the best episode of the season, in my opinion. And I didn't really want to have that discussion without Steve. It would feel it would feel incomplete. Well, especially since, you know, like... Well, I appreciate that. He, he, he essentially, this episode, Steve, be, to me, became Nostradamus because he got what he wanted in the end. Yeah, I know. The, the moment Jonathan Kent showed up in that leather jacket... In the leather jacket. I'm like, Steve is probably really giddy right now. I was, too. Steve, I, I literally, I literally, Nicole walked from the kitchen into the living room. Like, she was kind of walking back and forth because she didn't sit down and watch it with me. And he comes walking out, and I was like, Eee! and I was like clapping, and she stopped and looked at me. She's like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "Look, look, look! It's happening!" She's all, "Did you just fangirl over oh, this I, guy?" I was fangirling like crazy because I was seeing. He even had the red pants. I, I he had know. the red pants, I and know. it was awesome. Yeah, it's cool because it looks like the Superman and Lois writers are still going to continue to have fun with that area of Superman history that we have always, as a group, felt was a bit underrated. Maybe the stories weren't that great, but the concepts and ideas post the death of Superman was was ripe for the picking. Like there were so many things they can do, which, of course, is the era known as the reign of the Superman. And in this episode, we saw some of those elements come into play yet again. And and the thing is, yes, a lot of people say, well, the writing of those stories back in the day weren't good. But all those concepts during that time became iconic to Superman. I mean, without... Without that era of Superman, starting with the death of Superman and going into the reign of the Superman. Funeral for a friend. Funeral for Don't a friend. <laughs> you wouldn't, today, we wouldn't have like villains like Doomsday. We wouldn't have characters like Steel or Superboy, even in his current iteration. There, all those concepts started during that era where basically, and it's one of those things I always uh, sh shake my head with some comic fans who say oh that that was a terrible time for superman you wouldn't have the superman we have today without any of this that. without that because there were there were literally decades in there of just garbage yes. in my opinion just straight garbage with a couple of little things here and there here and there and and it took 
Dan Jurgens and 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 really editors that were willing to say, hey, let's just do something completely, completely wild. different. And you, and it's weird too. It just taking a step back and seeing what the the writers for the show is doing. Essentially, the writers of the show are doing exactly what the comic writers back then were doing. They're saying, hey, let's take a step back. Let's take some concepts and do them completely different. Because essentially, especially with this particular episode. They're essentially t- doing the story of the reign of the Superman and Doomsday without Doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's something that this is something that a lot of people don't realize about Superman because we haven't really had the opportunity to fully explore the history of Superman in any TV show or movie in this way. People are very familiar with the Bat family, and we've had so many chances and opportunities to see them on screen. But this is. Superman's version of the Batman family. This is the Superman family. These are the characters that make up his stories. Yes. The bulk of his stories. And it's it's a sad thing that we never truly get to explore these these other characters because we never really get very far in Superman movies or the TV shows just kind of veer away from these things. Whereas Superman and Lois continues to go into this area uh, because the writers are probably very much aware, like ourselves, that this is this is an area in Superman history that's very relevant to who Superman is today. And these are fresh faces that never yes. actually get screen time. Even comic books neglect them a lot. Superboy, I want to say over the last four years or so, has definitely taken center stage in the comic books. Yes. I want to stay, I want to say like around, not rebirth. Yeah, rebirth. I want to say rebirth is when he started taking center stage. But but for the most part, we don't get Superboy either. So mm. I liked that they're doing this. And I, I hope they continue to pick from that area in Superman's history. And if people can't tell, guys, I mean, obviously we like this episode a lot because it focused succinctly on the strength of last season. You know, for example, the Kent and Lang family and their interconnected paths wasn't as good as last season's flawless episode, which I gave a 100%, which was essentially that Superman and Lois origin story that we were given only because Clark Superman Flash Superman wasn't involved in this episode, but the writing style was similar and it was very good. Well, not that it was, not only was it very good, we had an entire episode, almost an entire episode without Superman, without Superman, without Clark. And it, 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 yeah, you can say you missed him, but you really didn't miss him because there was so much going on to yeah. keep your focus and attention. Well, essentially, essentially what they did in this episode that I really enjoyed was they took one of the big concepts of that Dan Jurgens era about the reign of Superman and, you know, a world without Superman, what would happen? And in one episode, yeah, they did that where in the comics it spanned like, I think like 20 comics because Superman didn't come back for a while. Yeah. It and was then, 19 or 21, somewhere around there. Yeah. You, you never, in, in one episode, they gave us a scope of like, okay, without Superman here, many superheroes apparently had to pick up the slack mm-hmm. because, you know, you had like the moments where, oh, this, this accident's happening instead of Superman showing up, steel showed up, which I thought was cool. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll get into that shortly here. But before, I also want to say that those fucking writers, they made me care about Kyle. 
for the first time <laughs> since this show started. I was waiting for this one. They actually made me like the guy and, and feel it, bad for him. Not only did it, the yes, the the way they've written him into dealing with what it's like to be in the midst of uh, a separation, if not a full-on divorce, um, and and having a child there that genuinely cares for her dad, and even Lana, you know, she 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 cares for him still, but it's not her problem. And she even said he's a grown ass man. He's he a grown ass to, man. He, he needs to take care of himself. Yeah, and but you know, his daughter still went there to both support dad, but also looked for some support from dad because of her breakup. So there yes. was kind of like this father daughter moment where they're sharing a uh, similar feelings. I honestly, um, I, I was amazed that they were able to take a character that legitimately all of us were like saying is the most unlikable character since season one. Like Kyle is like the, the one we were to say, saying he's got to turn into a villain, kill him off. Write him off. Let him go off into the sunset. Who cares? No, he became very sympathetic. All right. So let's officially get into everything. Uh, the episode teaser doesn't wait, waste much time. Superman crosses into the Bizarro universe and goes missing for 30 days. And that essentially serves as the foundation for the rest of the episode. Now, I do have a question. When Superman decided to fly in circles, was he trying to pick up speed so that I, he could cross over quick enough? I think that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly and, what I and think. That was the, I don't think that's science, though. No. Like, when you're crossing over into a wormhole or or a time-displaced well, wormhole, sure. it's, it's Mike, no Mike, you no. need a gravitational pull. Yeah, it's no different than when we slingshot around the moon. Exactly. It's you need to thing. You need to go faster and yeah. faster and build up your momentum. The difference was is he wasn't building up his momentum around an object of gravity gravitational force but i will say that was the first moment of the episode that i squeed like a little girl because i thought he was gonna go back, <laughs> go in, back time. in time yes that's what i was like thinking like, oh my god nicole are they doing- goes, it didn't call saw me do it the first time she's like what, what are you excited about i'm like he's gonna go back in time it's just like the superman <laughs> it's movie. movie it's like the superman movie and then i was like oh wait he just went in there and basically looks like he became bizarro as he transferred oh, through the the wormhole yeah. and i thought that that was it's a really interesting way how they've really did the doomsday storyline where they write out Superman. Essentially we're made to believe we're all hoping throughout the entire episode. We know he's, he's you coming better back, come back with a sick curly mullet, but you better like, come back with another Lois. Like what's up? Essentially I got one for you irons. <laughs> essentially, essentially like this, that one moment felt like he was going to die legitimately yeah, yeah because he was doing something epic what you would mm-hmm. expect superman sacrificing sacrificing it. himself yeah. yeah so the theme of this episode i would say appeared to be geared around the concept of broken homes that was definitely something they brought to the forefront single parent homes you had john lana kyle nat sarah Lois, John, Jordan, all of them are dealing with very similar issues mm-hmm. this episode. How yeah. to how to continue on as a family when one parent is left to take care of the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like that aspect because that is something that we have been talking about pretty much since the beginning of the season. How are these stories going to actually come together and matter as a singular episode or a singular season as opposed to one narrative going this way, one narrative going that way. Now, I still strongly believe that the overt narratives need to come back and align before the end of the season. 
However, at least they're starting to connect these stories through at least uh, thematic means, if that makes any sense. Which that does make me happy because at least they're not trying to write two separate TV shows in a single TV show. And to me, that's that's bad. Yeah. So as long as they do stuff like this, it keeps me happy and it keeps me not uh, disgruntled and angry and where I want to come in and complain. <laughs> complain. So that's why I say this episode was one of the better episodes of the season, if not the best, because it was written very similar to uh, the Superman origin story last season. It has that, it has a very similar style. Yeah. Because like, especially like it's the, it's the passing of time, Dave. And that's something we always talk about. We're not fans of flashbacks or flash forwards or skipping large chunks of time chronologically because it feels lazy. Oh, nine months later, three years later. I'm just not a fan of that. But the way they did in this episode, they do it so carefully and they make sure that we understand what has transpired besides just time and where our characters are. It's a great way to cheat because then you don't have to worry about developing characters um, necessarily as delicately as you would if you were to see them every single episode. You establish them in the first seven episodes, you flash forward eight months later, and based on what they gave us prior, we understand where they are currently. We get it, yeah. and we don't need much filler in between. Well, the amazing thing, too, is like normally in any flashbacks, what they show is the physical, uh, physical work of time moving forward, right? But here, especially like there was one scene that I actually have type down here that I'm like going, this is how you show passage of time. It's there was a shot of Lois's bedside and Clark's glasses were just sitting there and a dildo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, she's lonely. She's lonely, but it was red and blue. At least it was red and blue, yeah. <laughs> but like his glasses are sitting there and they do like this weird, this long cut just to show us like, Hey, He's not here right he's now. He's not here. And he hasn't been here for a while. You see, and that's... And that's, that's, that's how you do it. it. That's, that's why, why it works. works. Because emotionally, we understand what has transpired during that time. Yeah. It isn't just simply a time gap so they can move plot, you know, so they can uh, have plot progression. Kind of like, okay, for example... You know what? I'm not going to go there. It'll bring us down a negative route. I'm going to stay <laughs> positive this episode. But yes, if you're going to move us past time in this way, make sure you allow us to understand what's going on with them emotionally. Emotionally. And we understand all the passing of time and what are the ramifications of that passing of time. Yeah. Because like there's, it's so, it's so cliche and it's, it's kind of, you know, uh, disinteresting when all of a sudden you just see three months later. Yeah. Right. Instead, show us something. Show us something that emotionally we can connect with, that we can understand also. Or show us what has happened. What has happened. In a very you know? brief manner, what's happened in those three weeks or there's three months. And you realize that they did it in, I have it here that they did it within like five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes. Yeah. It only took them five minutes to show us three months had passed. Yeah. And what everybody was up and whatever, to. And what everyone mm-hmm. was up to. So we see John Irons and Nat as well progress a bit. Irons is finding his purpose, which makes him happy so much so that Nat feels like he's forgetting their prior lives and her mother, Lois, from the other universe. 
And this makes for a further fleshing out of their personal lives, which I feel definitely was needed and and it worked well because as we had said a couple episodes episodes ago, Irons and uh, or John and Nat have I don't want to say they have been forgotten, but they have been put to the back burner just a bit. So to see Irons jump into that hero position and take essentially the mantle while Superman's gone, I feel like it really works to show that John is moving on. And then it creates an interesting dynamic between him and his daughter that allows us to understand a little bit more about her as well as a teenager and where she is uh, currently psychologically well, one uh, so thing, one thing i want to ask you guys though about that are we are we to assume that from the from the mo- home movie scene is does john have am- some kind of amnesia or something from the fight with bizarro i didn't get that sense because like it was weird because i'm like going why does he need to be reminded of his memories of his me- well, is it because I, I think it's because he is it, it might just said it and he said it, it very directly he he's trying to move on and and i gotta say this dynamic while i agree mike it 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 was necessary it needed to be there it was the weakest element for me personally in the entire episode how dare you because and the the reason is um she was giving him such a guilt trip over trying to move on and don't understand that dude so i i understand that right i understand that because of her age we still don't know exactly but i'm gonna guess 16 17 ish right yeah and and she's still processing the trauma of losing her mom while still seeing a woman almost daily that looks like her mom and that's got to be really hard married to the killer of her mom too right which has got to be very hard (laughs) yeah and and (laughs) i don't know why i laugh like that but 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 it was kind of dark (laughs) yeah but he even comes out and says to her, you know, I'm trying to move on. I'm not forgetting your mother. I just can't live in that place of sorrow and 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 sadness and anger and whatever. And that's right. From from a an emotional healing standpoint, he was spot on. And yeah. what pissed me off is that she didn't accept that. And then later in the episode, he completely did a 180 and was like, you were right. And I wanted to smack him and smack her and be like, yeah. no, she's yeah. not right. Like, oh, you no. were right. No, listen, I, as an adult, I agree that the dude needs to move on. He he, to there, move there's on. no benefit to, to pining after a woman who has died. Not to say he should forget about her. He no, obviously should remember her, but he also just can't sit in sorrow. Yeah. That's not healthy for anyone. But I also understand Natalie's standpoint, being a, ch- a child from essentially, let's just call it what it is, a broken home. Her mother died in a very traumatic way, and yet her mother's also alive. She sees her almost every single day, and also Natalie feels alone. She can't even confide in a friend so, because of the secrecy of their lives fair I mean, enough so let's pretend let's pretend that oh, make believe i like this. let's pretend that lois is not a multiverse version of lois and let's pretend lois is just a twin sister of her real mother in that real world scenario which i'm sure is played out thousands of times in human history where a parent that's a twin dies and the child of that parent has to see the twin it's going to happen. Yeah. So you know what Nat needs? A fucking therapist. 
Yeah. Not being placated about her feelings. <laughs> she needs to go to a therapist to work through that trauma. Oh, Listen, yeah. you're making so much sense right now. But if you were writing this TV show, there would be no TV show because you'd solve all the problems. Exactly. I would, I would write the, her into a ditch. That, the, I, oh, I, I agree. I agree with you, though, Steve, that this was the weakest one. Because she's become my she's become my least favorite. Kyle just moved up a rung. Well, OK, don't get me wrong. She's not my favorite character by any means. And she might probably she's right there with Kyle for me. I just don't right now. I don't, yeah. I don't completely understand her point yet. Uh, I almost feel like the show could have continued in the direction it was going without her. Um, but we have her. She's here. And the way they're utilizing her. It works. I mean, it don't works. get me wrong. Yeah. Well, the, the, and the thing is, I, I think for, for all of us, especially thinking about how we were talking in the first episode, where they're going to take uh, this character. We were all assuming that we would get like a sister brother dynamic with her and, and the, we're not, and we're not, she's completely separate from John and she's Jordan alienating herself. Yeah. And what's really unfortunate about that is you almost for a minute there thought you might see a sisterly bond happening between her and, and John. It, no, no, her and, her, Sarah. her and Sarah. Wait, how, how could she have a sisterly bond with because, John? Because, well, he meant, he meant Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan. No. See, I that thought, would have been some freak stuff. A sister moment with John? Is he going to tuck his penis and become a sister for her? <laughs> no. But, like, but, hello, call no. me. But if she, if, if she, it looked like she was maybe going to Awful. start being sister-like with Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Up until John starts flirting with Lana and then it's like, nope, can't have that. <laughs> well, well, also the fact that she can't really be friends with her. Because she can't confide in her because she was about to. And then she realized, oh, wait, I can't say nothing. I can't even show you this picture of my mom right now. Right. But, but yeah, she did get a little mad. Listen, let John get his dick wet with Lana. That's I, what in I'm fact, saying. You know what? I kind of hope it you, happens. You want it. I think all of us want that. Yeah. I, John is probably my favorite character outside of Superman. Fucking I great want too. John to get his beak wet. I, <laughs> <laughs> but that would mean making money. So do you mean his dick wet or his beak wet? Both. Why not? Uh, make some money and get laid? Yeah. <laughs> a gangster life? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, John's got to have some good luck eventually. So yes, no argument there. Out of the Winnebago, John. Out of the Winnebago. <laughs> yeah. But uh, wait, who am I talking about? John, I get, I'm getting confused. John Irons and John then Irons. Jonathan. Okay. Which one are we talking about? Talking here? About John, John Irons. Irons. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I agree with you. <laughs> He definitely needs all of that. I want him to get some action with Lana for sure. Yeah. And it does look like it's going to happen. But, but I just hope it doesn't turn into drama mm -hmm, for the children. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. Or yeah. Or drama with Kyle. You know, I, we don't need Kyle. Or what's Kyle going to do? <laughs> we don't need him barking up John's tree and then finding out that, you know, I, Kyle better be scared if John put, moves in because put Kyle we, next to John Irons. Yeah, yeah, Who's no, going to win in oh, that that's going to be John. It's not even about fighting, but it's not even fair. If Kyle starts snooping around, trying to about, dig up dirt, it's surely about dick size here. I mean, we all know John has the bigger dick. We just know it. He's got an iron hammer. Yeah, and, and he's a black dude. Come on, he's a black dude. Yeah, hey, that's a good stereotype. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Once you go black, you don't go back. I mean, and I think Kyle is aware of that whole slogan, and he's very nervous right now. Or he will be. Little, he will be because he, he'll get pegged. His little t tamale penis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so fucked up. <laughs> well, he didn't have a hog like John. We know that. Oh, <laughs> all right. So.
the story with Sarah, Kyle, and Lana works perfectly in parallel with Nat's story as well. What's going on with them? There's that family connection. I'm not entirely on team Lana after this episode. I, I know you guys mentioned that, you know, hey, you're an adult, Kyle, and you're standing by what Lana said. But when she tells Sarah, he's an adult, he can take care of himself. Well, Lana, how about you throw yourself out of a house and go buy a new home? And then when your daughter wants to help you, hey, if you remember that. Hey, so they made it a point to say that he's still supporting the family. Mike, was there a prenup? I don't know. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go, man. She's taken half. No matter what, she gets half. She gets half. He cheated on her. And you know what? She's moving on. She's doing what John Irons was trying to do. She's moving on and she's focusing on her campaign and her career. And she won and she gets to celebrate that win. And she gets to have that big black dick in the end. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's the ultimate win. That's the ultimate win. I also feel like we're getting into very our outlooks on life and family. <laughs> I also feel like it, this isn't your way out of your family. Like, listen, he messed up. You're either going to forgive him or you're not. Let's not fuck around with him. Like, that, if, that if you want, to, if you want yes. to be over, then you need to say so long, Kyle. Well, yeah, I think she's maybe she's drawing up the paperwork. Listen, if she does that, then game on, John Irons. Well, that's what I'm saying. She's she's not going to make a move on John anyways, because then that would make her no different than 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 Kyle. Kyle. So she's going to draw up the papers, maybe, and be a responsible adult and file them with the courthouse, and he's going to get served. (laughs) And then and then he'll get sent a video. Yeah. Wow. Cuckold him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, John. Now put on your steel suit and do me. Oh wow. All right. So Kyle's apartment is the epitome of a bachelor pad. What is your I don't think that's an epitome of a bachelor pad. I think that's the epitome of someone that's very distraught and depressed and is uh, that isn't gangster status regretting his mistakes and borderline uh, college guy. It's rock bottom. It's it's pretty bottom. Cheating is not worth it, guys. Like yes, men and women out there, because your life never gets better after a cheat. Very, I don't know. I've had a lot of. I, I'm not a cheater. I've just never been like that. I'm the type of guy that says, "Hey, listen, if I'm going to be in a relationship, then I'm going to be in a relationship. And if I'm not, then I'm not. Why am I going to fuck around? It's it's silly. There's no point in being in a relationship if you're going to fuck around. But I have had a lot of friends who have, and throughout my my 42 long years on this planet, I have not one. I have not seen. My friends once succeed in, in life, off. in life, in life after they have cheated on yeah. their girlfriend. In fact, they become the complete opposite of what they were. If they mm. were on top of the world, making a good living, their life falls apart. They're not even with the woman they cheated on their significant other, other with. Wow. So they listen, lose like it, stuff. Yeah. They end up. And, and that's the thing. It's one of those. Many, not worth it. It's one of the many life's many mysteries is like, why do we keep thinking as humans out there, we can get away with it. In the end, you'll never get away with it. You can't. At the end, you're going to pay for it somehow. And plus women are it like, might take time. They're like the it might take time. They see everything. It might take time. But sooner or later, those, that skeleton will come out. No, you just, well, yeah, I was going to say you just got to get a lawyer to pay off the, the hooker, but that came out. That so, came out. Yeah, and, you're and right. Look, you still had to pay. You still had to pay. Yeah, <laughs> no. There's always, a, there's always a, you know, an effect to the cause, cause and effect. Yeah. Nothing is free. 
Nothing is free. Ask gas or cash. Ask <laughs> so you guys do not believe Lana's in the wrong at all in her, in the in the way she's acting towards him. Really, you think the, it's fair? I it, think it's fair. I think it's fair because in this scenario, there is no right or wrong. But what about there really isn't? There was wrong. He what? cheated. Yeah, well, no, what no, I mean is like, how Lana's acting. How Lana's acting. There is no right or I wrong think with what because she's, she's so focused or was so focused on getting her campaign um, completed and and hoping for a win, which she eventually got. Now it's a question of is she going to be able to take care of getting the paperwork going, or is she going to dig so deep into the first week or days of her mayoral uh, candidacy of uh, you know, being mayor, will she have time to deal with that personal life? Exactly. Because she gets bogged down in the professional side of things and doesn't deal with that. Then I would err on the side of what Mike's saying is like, you're living in a house that you're not the one paying for. Are you at least paying halvesies? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, fair see, fair. see th this is why I like this episode though, because it was going so deep into the family structure and what you do. It's complicated post. shit. It, it is. And, yeah. there, and I do agree with what David said. There is no right and wrong in a scenario like this after the fact, like Kyle did what he did. And yes, based on our moral beliefs in the society, what he did was wrong. wrong. He made a commitment, blah, 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 blah. But now I, I just have this strong reaction towards the way Lana acted because of how she's bringing her daughter into her callous behavior towards her husband. I think that I th is what bothered. I me. think that's problematic and notice that the younger daughter yet again is almost completely absent for a lot <laughs> exactly. of the episode. Um, I, I would be Does less. Does that make more sense now? Because that's my problem with it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, it's just the kid aspect. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I don't worry as much about Sarah, although Sarah is at like a very um, awkward and emotional time as a as a kid. Um, she's got a decent head on her shoulders, even though we know she's had some um, mental health issues in the past. Yeah. I would be more concerned for the younger the daughter. The younger daughter. <laughs> and that's the, the, the daughter that I keep saying gets... Well, look what she said. About. Obviously, she doesn't even know what's going on yet because she said, "Isn't Daddy gonna come with us?" Like, <laughs> Maybe they just put her in the closet. Most I know. Of the day. I'm like, "Where have you been, kid?" <laughs> they, they wheel her under the bed. Yeah, they like, just <laughs> open the door, go in here now, and then they shut it, and then she just stays in there. She has no clue about what's going on no. in her own family. She mm -mm. she she stays up in the attic. Yeah. She's like one of those stereotypical flowers in the attic. The flowers in the attic. <laughs> they just they just throw her a baby Ruth every. Every oh, once in a while. Every once man. in a while. That poor kid. So Lois's reaction to John's shitty girlfriend was priceless. I love Lois. Like everything she does to me, <laughs> like for me, is just perfect. Everything she does in the show, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is perfect. Even her little eyebrow raise when mm -hmm. Jonathan's girlfriend walked into the house. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, dude. It was like instant. It went into mama mode. Yeah. You know? And also, oh, I should have known. Yeah. It's a girl. Yeah. It was priceless. You you could almost see that if circumstances were slightly different, she would have lunged at her and been like, you bitch. Well, and think about this. Think about this. Also, John has been kept keeping this girl away from his mom and anything about his mom for 30 days. But he's been keeping, he's been keeping that from, from Lois for 30 days. 30 days. So I'm shocked that Lois as a mom 
didn't strangle him. Well, she made a promise she probably shouldn't have made. You know, she said, hey, listen, she'll be fine. We're not going to do anything to her. <laughs> yes. Or to the person who gave you the drugs. We swear she probably should have crossed, you know, her fingers. Isn't that, isn't her that fingers, that's is, what moms do? Yeah. Um, I, I also thought it was funny because Lois has never really even liked this girl anyways. If you remember, was it last season or the beginning of this season where she found them in bed? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, she's never really been too happy. Well, I don't think girl. any mom is going to look. I think most of us have probably been in that same situation where mom finds you. And unless, unless it's a girl that's been around a lot around the family, that girl's not going to get a pass. If it's just a girl that just suddenly was there Oh no, that's not good. And, and that's I had good. that happen. I had mom walk in and nope, that was, she never came over <laughs> she never came again. Back, that, that came was back. The, mm-hmm. That's what I said, man. I mean, this girl is doomed. This girl is doomed. She, well, and it she's, doesn't help that uh, her physical appearance, she doesn't look like a trustworthy girl either. <laughs> she, she looks doesn't. older than her age. Well, we know she's older than she's playing right playing. but she looks older than her age and she looks a little sassy and a little slutty and a little like i shouldn't trust her yeah well that's the thing i mean remember in last episode we were like going why is john going for this girl because she's, she's probably the hottest piece of tail in the school that he's had that he's probably had because he's in smallville well no but he had the girl in metropolis so we don't know what she looked like because we oh never yeah got that's true but in smallville <laughs> this might be the 10 out of 10. 10 I mean, it's a sliding scale. <laughs> he just needs to ask Jordan if they could share Sarah. I mean, there's enough of her to go around. Oh, wow. That's that sounds, wow. that, that, you know what? That, that sounds, was not good. That sounds bad. <laughs> that, was, that was bad. I meant like willingly, like if she was into it, not like, <laughs> yeah, guys, pass her around. I'm not talking. That's, Look, that's it's nonsense. A, it's I don't a, it's a she that. sandwich. Oh God. <laughs> this isn't, she's this the isn't water world. She's the cream This is a water world. And you know, the crazy Irish guy wants a few minutes with the wee one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. That was a deep one, but that was a good oh, one. paper. Give me some paper. Give me some paper. Uh, for, for the wee one. Five minutes for the wee one. <laughs> wow. That's such a creepy scene, dude. <laughs> All right. So Jordan did his duty. Dude, this was my favorite part of the whole episodes. All of Jordan's stuff. It was way more convincing than I expected, than I had expected it to be. Because I know we had that moment last episode. Yes. And it worked. But there's still a part of me that's not really believing it, believing as of yet, whether or not Jordan, this actor can pull off the Superboy. And you know what? It worked just fine yeah. again in this episode, especially I, when he stood up to, to his mom, yeah, because his he, mom didn't want him mom to do didn't this. Trust it. And, and, and then to, for her to find out that, that her father's been training, training him, him was like the ultimate. We've been t- waiting for that moment to happen. Yes. She was not thrilled. She was about not happy. That. And, and you know what he need? I, she's a logical person. She's a little emotional at the, at the moment in this episode, but she gets it. I mean, toward you, the end, you yes. can't have someone like this because it's more of a detriment to him. If he's not trained on yeah. how to use his powers and to control dangerous. them, it's more dangerous to him than if she wants to look at it as he's going to put himself in danger. It's more dangerous if he's not trained. Yeah. He has to be able to control his yeah. emotions, which we've seen him already struggle with before 
he needs to be able to control his his powers because of his emotions, which again we've seen that play yes. out. So I think logically she could, had to connect the dots. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, because especially in that moment, the thing I loved about that scene where her and her dad are arguing because they they have to summon Jordan because he's the only one that can mm-hmm. save him at this point, and she doesn't want to. It was legitimately like I was watching her play a mom not wanting to call her son in and toss him into the fire. But then as he's actually there and she's watching him do it, you see the mom basically come to realize that her son is not a child anymore. And this is what he should be doing. This is what he should be doing. And dude, that scene where basically that shot happens and everything goes into slow-mo and Jordan just watches. Yeah. I'm like going, that was the moment where I'm like, Jordan's starting to really become a superhero. Yeah, he was yeah. pulling off speed force style stuff. Yeah. Like truly. Yeah. I think that moment is what solidified it for me to like Jordan as Superboy because there was just, I feel like whatever decision they, whoever decided to go with this decision, it was, it's a good call. Meaning there was also realization there. Meaning when, when that bullet, was it a bullet? No, fire. When, the, was laser, fire. when the, the heat vision yeah. came flying towards him and we had that moment where everything goes to slow motion and he looks at it. There was almost like something that hit him. Mm-hmm. Like suddenly he understood yeah. what um, it means yep. to have this power. And, and that's why that moment worked so well for me. Yep. And it, you could see it in his eyes, his react, his body language, everything. Just ramps up at that point. I have a power, and I know how to use it, and now I have to use it. The big thing is, I want to see the moment where he actually, quote-unquote, takes flight. Because most, most, most of the time, he's been using super speed. And so he did a super jump. And a super jump. We haven't seen him fly yet. Well, that's where Dad's going to have to help, because... Yeah. You know, Grandpa Lane is only going to get him so far, and it's going to be Clark that's going to have to show him how to and, fly. And honestly, I want to see Jordan don the armor by the end of the season, where they we know that they have the Superman quote unquote armor that they Jordan Jordan because if he dons the Superman crest finally, I think that's how they should end the season towards the end. But I'm not sure yet about that. I wouldn't be against it, but I almost feel like they need to wait. You think he needs to get out of high school before he starts playing Super Bowl um, proper? I because, don't want them to rush it. That's all. Like yeah. maybe next season start introducing that. Because do you think that we'll have Clark come back? Yeah, I think we'll have Clark come. Back. I mean, what what episode number is this, Mike? Uh, number eight. Nine. I say. Number nine. 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 So we still got another seven. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Something like that. So there's still. M- room for Superman to come back. Yeah, I think he has to come back and I'm with Mike. Um there's still enough road here um, for them to you know work what? through. I don't think Are this season's only listing 10 episodes. Get the hell out. No way. No way. It's only listing 10 episodes. No. I'm so gonna, if they if they give stop me a second. The, I'm going to verify this. If they end the season with Clark still stuck in the Bizarro world, the I could I could see them basically having how, Jordan don the I don't know how we can crest. do that though because we haven't we've got so many loose ends to to have him just be 
the the cliffhanger, so to speak, of not okay. being back. Here it is. So how many episodes are in Superman Lois season two? The official episode count for Superman and Lois season two has not yet been revealed by Warner Brothers or the CW, but it's expected to be somewhere between 13 and 15. 13 and 15. The first season was initially supposed to have 13 episodes, but the CW ordered two additional outings. So four to six episodes. I think we've got too many loose ends um, with other characters. That Especially we since we still don't know what Allie's it, that, that's what I was purpose is. Right. That's what I was going with this. We, we have to button up some of that. But I, to Mike's point, I think you could start off season two with Clark um, or maybe through the rest of this season. If Clark comes back, train, starting to train from his perspective, train Jordan. Train Jordan. I could be wrong. But every site is listing only 10 episodes for season one. What? So. I feel we had more episodes for season one. We did. We had, I want to say 15 episodes last season. Oh, so they're listening for season two. Yeah. What did I say? This season one. Oh, I'm sorry. Season two. Everything that I'm looking at, it says that it looks like there's only 10 episodes for season two. Unless. They have not released the complete episode order to the outlets yet. So they're only showing 10. Hmm. Yeah. Cause we're not getting the next episode till April 27th and it's bizarros in a bizarro world is the title. Yeah. And from the teaser, the teaser trailer that's out there, it's solely centered on Clark in the bizarro world. So. So season two is scheduled wonder, to conclude gonna... on May 4th. So now I, I don't, this is all, this so, information just seems to be all skewed. So if that's the case, May 4th would be the week following this next episode 10. So that would give us actually 11 episodes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I, I hope we get, I, I feel like we need at least, I think we need at least 15 episodes this season in order for them to really make this story come together because I'm okay with this season so far, but if they were to end it next episode, I feel like overall the season would be very lackluster. Yeah. You have, you have Lana's electoral family drama coming pretty much wrapped up. It's now going to take another turn. And then you have John Henry Irons and Nally. They put that storyline in, in play. Yeah. The, the, I, you would think that basically they needed to at least have 13 episodes. Here we go. Season. Hold on. I just found season finale date has been announced. Damn cookies. So season two finale of Superman and Lois is on Tuesday, June 21st. Jesus. So now that's an, uh, another source saying something different. I I'm, I'm hoping that one's the. June 21st. That was that was eight hours ago that this okay. that this was posted. And okay, if it good. was June twenty first, that would give us. Oh, we still have. If April twenty seventh is is the tenth episode, and then you got May to June, we're still looking at a handful, and they'll probably have another, yeah. another one small okay. break. And well, there. that's good then. That's good. Okay, last bit of story here. Uh, Jonathan Kent from the <laughs> Bizarro Universe shows up at the very last minute. If you were excited, Steve, throughout the entire episode, and then this happens, I think this is where probably you probably climb. <laughs> now, obviously, this Jonathan has the power, has the... Was he this, E-Man? In this, 
in this universe, at least I had assumed in the bizarre universe, Jonathan Kent is the one yeah. that yes. has the power. That's that why he came over to the side to pass along a message. But I wonder, I'm wondering if there's a bit more to it than simply that meaning, what does this actually mean for our Jonathan? Because they're, they haven't quite clarified the connection between the two individuals when one crosses over, mm-hmm. how it affects them. We know that Superman was affected when Bizarro passed over. It gave them a slight headache. They saw some of their memories. But other than that, we haven't seen anyone else suffer from that except Jonathan. Yes. So are they trying to tell us that Jonathan might have some hidden abilities still? Maybe, 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 because like, that's the whole thing is like the thing I was like wrapping my head around is if, if this Jonathan from the bizarro world has the powers and his powers manifested, that means that this Jonathan, our Jonathan in the prime universe has powers, but they're still dormant. That's what I'm saying, because I'm assuming if he feels it, I, I just assumed that was a, a super thing. Like yeah. you're you're sensing the other person because of their powers and it's amp being amplified, or maybe it's not a super maybe thing. Maybe it's just it's, whatever it's whoever just crosses you, over. Yeah, you feel because of their there's, genetic connection. Well, to yeah, you, you shouldn't something. be here. There's some there's a disturbance in the force. Yes, but they have explained to us now that this bizarro universe is just simply another world amongst the multiverse. And we have seen people cross over before and they weren't affected that way. Well, maybe he gets powers or maybe, you know, in that universe, Jonathan has the powers and Jordan doesn't. It could be like a complete flip-flop opposite. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's get into our final thoughts and RMD score. Let's start with you, Dave. Uh, Okay. My final thoughts for this one. This is actually my favorite episode of the season thus far because like, it gave me all the right comic vibe feels. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite Superman stories is uh, the storyline of like, what what is the world without a Superman? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those iconic newsstand uh, comics that I still remember picking up. And of course, it, it has so many ties to the reign of the Superman, which is an iconic, as I mentioned, part of the Superman mythos. Mm-hmm. So my overall score for this one was a 92. I really like this one. I mean, there there wasn't many things I can nitpick about it. The only the only nitpick I really really found was the whole Natalie and John Henry Irons that outcome because it felt very CW ish, like a family thing. Oh, the young one is always the right one. But that was and also just more. That's less to do with writing though, and more just to do with your own with my own taste. personal taste. Yeah. So th- yeah. that it takes away some points, but not a lot. It's still to me. That's why it's like a, a low ninety two for an episode. A low ninety two. Yeah. So like say, a ninety two point one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a low nineties. How's that? That's a better say, way of saying it. it's not a high ninety. But it's a low ninety. All right, uh, Steve. So that's funny. Uh, I gave it a ninety two as well. I texted Mike the other day because I didn't think I was going to be able to record. <laughs> so I texted him the other day and I said I'm giving it a ninety two. And if, again, for the same reason you just mentioned that I, I mentioned earlier, because of Natalie, I probably would have rated a little bit higher. Um, not much, but maybe a little bit. So solid 92. I just hope that this Jonathan that we just saw cross over since uh, Lois Prime 
doesn't want Jonathan Prime to get any of that Prime. I hope I hope Bizarro Jonathan slides into her DMs. <laughs> That'd be so we're, funny. we're both douches, dude, because I was like, I hope Jonathan from the, Bizarro the Universe, Jonathan. I hope he bangs Jonathan's other girlfriend. Or fuck, how about he just bangs himself? Oh, you sexy motherfucker. <laughs> we're on the same wavelength all, here, man. My dick bends left. Yours bends right. It's Bizarro, bizarro dick. <laughs> bizarro penis. Um, okay, so this is funny. I'm at a 90% for RMD score. So we go 90, 91, 92. No, 92, 92, 90. Oh, you were 92. Yeah, 92, 92, oh, 90. So I'm, I'm a 90. Okay, so I'm the uh, black sheep here. But the episode was good. I enjoyed it. I do agree with you, David, that it is by far the best episode of this season. It's a very strong installment, and it feels more on par with the episodes from last season. Yes. It feels more focused. There's more intent. The The parallels with the family dynamic and the, the connecting thematics, it all worked. This episode was written superbly. I love it. I thought it was great. I hope every episode moving forward continues this trend. You know, the only thing that we didn't talk about that I'm hopeful for... um. Because when they were going to deal with the drug situation, when when uh, Lois and her her dad were tied up, and the question was raised, who's funding this operation? Yes. Does anybody want to hypothesize? Oh, I, I automatically, you know, I automatically just jumped right to the big gun right there. Yeah, me was, too. Me was too. Lex. It's Lex. It's Lex. It's got to be Lex. I want to see Lex Luthor in this series. Not this season, maybe, but maybe in the next season, we finally get... A storyline of Lex Luthor versus Clark. With John Just get Cryer. ready. Just get ready for a lot of babies because this seems like the biggest complaints surrounding Superman and Lois is its obvious disconnection from the Arrowverse. It's getting yeah. so toxic now surrounding the hashtag on Twitter that it's impossible not to see numerous comments every episode about the lack of connection and the disrespect they have for but the hero. No, no, no. You know what? Fuck them babies. Because you know what? I'm going to throw this out there. As Stephen Amell just did an interview that that said if he were to come back to the Arrowverse, whatever the hell that means, <laughs> if he were to come back, he would want it to be way bloodier. Pal, you had how many seasons to to, <laughs> to come back and make it bloody? No, get out of here! But All these also, whiny people, get out of here! Also, Mike, the no. people that are complaining. I think they're just upset because they look at a Superman series and they're like going, this is so well done yeah. versus yep. I'm I sorry. hate to say it, flash. I'm <laughs> flash sorry. Is not good. And look what they're doing They're They just announced, I want to say on Monday, they just announced the cancellation of Batwoman. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> listen, I, I, one of my friends made, I saw the post. He posted the cancellation on his Facebook. And all I did was post that Ray Liotta gift from Goodfellas where oh, he's laughing. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. That was funny. It's just, it's, it's a horrible show. I can't believe it even got as far as it did. And Supergirl was canceled last year. Yes. They're starting to cancel these shows because they suck. They're not good. They're not good. They're and, not good. And before the, the before HBO Max became the home of DC officially, as as they call it, they were able to get away with this because this was the only place really that you can get DC content. Yeah. Now they're no longer the only game in town. And now they're starting to worry. And that's why there's even rumors that Warner Brothers now wants to sell 
Yeah. The CW. The CW. They don't want any part yeah. of it. Cool. And if that happens, guess what happens to every DC, DC show on the they CW? They all go to HBO Max. And I guarantee you, HBO doesn't want the shittiness of must, most of the Arrowverse yeah. on their channel. Ar- so they're going to be canceling them. Archive it. Archive it. Archive it. Keep Superman and Lois going. Re-up. Swamp thing, goddammit. If there's if there's any <laughs> if there's any true connection I wish they would do, if if any DC show right now is probably Titans. I'd like to see Titans and Superman Lois. Those Maybe. because they're strong. But, they're both really strong shows. But again, if you're whining about any of the Arrowverse being disconnected from exactly. this, go, go watch, watch Titans <laughs> and then and then watch Superman and Lois again and see the quality between those <laughs> quality two shows, shows compared to what you're whining about. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like the the a lot of the complaints were also about Supergirl and how the show Superman and Lois is the reason why Supergirl got canceled because people decide to watch that. No, <laughs> no, that's not why. No, that's not why. Let's say it did. Let's say people quit watching Supergirl and started started watching Superman. If Supergirl was an amazing show, they wouldn't have stopped watching it. They would have just added Superman and Lois to their watch list. Instead, they chose not to watch Supergirl when they realized, oh, is this high quality Superman stories? Oh, okay, let me watch this. High quality writing, high quality acting, high quality cinematography. Yeah, exactly. Um, Directing everything about the show is leaps and bounds better than anything except for maybe season uh, season one or and two of Arrow were pretty good, but they still weren't no. Lois, uh, Superman, Superman Lois. Lois. Yeah. Sorry, kids. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't want... I know this, the reason why I even bring this up because I'm nervous about it still because the, the writers on the CW do have the tendency to listen to social media. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm do. afraid that if they keep seeing people bitch and moan and complain like they are doing on, on Twitter that they're going to finally acquiesce and they're going to officially try to connect this to the Arrowverse. Don't do it. But more and more people, there was someone, I wish I saved the article. There was one person that did an entire article on why this is not part of the Arrowverse and it made complete sense. And he says that people keep forgetting the crisis crossover. And just because it's the same actors does not mean that these are the same characters from that crossover or exactly. They could also, they could be the same characters, but their lives drastically changed because of crisis. And they're no longer necessarily connected to those versions and the rapport or history they had with the Arrowverse. Yeah. The only thing that screws the pooch on all of it is, uh, Diggle having showed up. Yeah. And if we Although ever, Diggle could and if you just think about, belong in this universe though too, another version of him, right? He could, he, he could. could. But the thing is, if you look at critically too, the the episodes that did poorly were the ones that had John Diggle in it. Yeah. yeah. And, well, here's what we need to see. If they wanna they wanna close the chapter on this debate and discussion, if they really want to do that, show me Jimmy Olsen in this universe. Yes. Yeah. If they show Jimmy, Jimmy, show if, me it's, Jimmy if it's that Jimmy, well, then we'll have to keep having this discussion. Well, same, thing, same thing with Lex, though, don't you think? If it's John yeah. Pryor. I have a feeling that they're not going to have that Lex because before, if you remember what, um, who's the showrunner for the show? I keep forgetting his name. Uh, when he, <clears throat> when he was first promoting Superman and Lois. We actually covered this article, this specific interview on our show. 
he said it's before we found out the twist that John Irons was John Irons and mm-hmm. not Lex. Mm-hmm. He said that they highly respect what John Cryer did on Supergirl, but this is a different show and we want to do something different. Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting choice. Oh man. If you could do Kingpin and he could yeah. be Lex. If you could actually do your own fantasy casting, D'Onofrio could play a really good Lex. What about Patrick Stewart? Old Patrick Stewart or young Patrick, Patrick Stewart? Stewart. <laughs> Either. <laughs> He's a little senile now. But anyways, I still I still say the actor from Breaking Bad. He would be amazing. He'd be Brian amazing. Cranston? Brian Cranston. Or maybe Cranston as, a, as Luther, dude. Maybe as a cinematic Lex Luther, yeah, he would never find TV. his way on CW. Come on. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I mean, All like, right, we do this was fantasy casting. Yeah. We do need to wrap the show. I want to thank everyone for listening. Be sure to find us on iTunes and Stitcher, just or iTunes and Spotify. Those are our preferred places to catch our show. Give us a rating and review. Also, head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rainman Digital, and pledge five dollars or more a month and gain access to our podcast tier. Well, you'll you will gain access to a plethora of additional shows that we do for Patreon, including various DC content throughout the the year. In fact, David and I have a few Superman titles that we're going to be knocking through. Yes, we do. Real soon here. So patreon.com slash Rainman Digital. Go there. And thank you, Steve. And thank you, David. Thank you. Who are you, bitches? Mother of God. Would you look at the time when you came here? You had an hour. 